1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
2: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists.
5: Hello and
6: welcome. It's our number one, our number one of our radio program, and the Milwaukee Bucks have done it. They have evened up the NBA Finals. It's now a best of three, as it's 2 2. Our takeaways include an examination of the Vanishing Act by Chris Paul. Also, the Suns unable to win despite getting referee interference, helping. Devin Booker getting an assist from the officials, and it still was not enough for the Suns. That and more. It's coming your way right now in our number one, a deer crossing, a deer crossing back into the NBA Finals. Welcome in the beginning. Of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are together in the air everywhere as we pass the time at a pig's whisper. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. On the vast and extremely powerful, do not touch, microphones of FSR emanating live from the coaster. The roller coaster of the nocturnal life. The Fox Sports Radio Studios. Good to have you uh, hanging out with us. So, our lead comes from Pro Bouncy Ball. I'm old enough to remember a time where the narrative was the Suns are going to win the NBA Finals in four or five games. After the first two games, that was the story. Well, game four was upon us. How's that looking? I know the Bucs were trying to even up the books there with the Suns. If you did not watch, and judging by the ratings, not many people are, no worries, right? We watched. You didn't have to. We watched. It's our way of giving back to the community that are part of the show. So Chris Middleton, of all people, going nutso with 40 points to carry the Bucs on his back. It was a. Key defensive play by Giannis Kumbo late. And really the Bucks just taking advantage of basketball incompetence by the Suns down the stretch. And Milwaukee gets a 109-103 win in game number four of the finals. So what does that mean? Uh, that means in layman terms that Mil- the, the Milwaukee Bucks have even up the finals at 2-2. It's now a best of three. The scene shifting back to the land of cactus and sand uh, this coming weekend, of course, the NBA likes to milk these things, so there's no game until Saturday. Uh, so that is the the next game on the schedule on the docket. So let us discuss the question, what was memorable? What was memorable about Game 4 of the NBA Finals? You know, there's always the micro-macro debate. Like, What are you going to remember in the short term? What are you going to remember in the long term? But I'll, I'll go first here. My thoughts, you've got Dr. Doolittle, malpractice, and dressing room. And we will combine all of these things into a nice, neat package as humanly possible, and we'll deliver it in a timely fashion. So, A, the, the better story. What is our mantra? The better story is in the losing locker room, and that is where you'll find Chris Paul wearing his dunce cap, an absolute embarrassment for Phoenix. Now, I tried to warn you. Nobody listens. I'm just the goofy overnight guy. That's why you're out in the middle of the night. You wouldn't listen. Next time. Pay attention. Pay attention. CP3 sucked at a time you cannot suck. Down the stretch we come of a playoff game. The Suns, they were down by two with 32.1 seconds left trying to tie the game. Trying to tie the game. Chris Paul, the point god. We hear that all the time. Oh, when he plays well, we hear point god. When he doesn't play well, his nickname should be the Point Demon because he is possessed by the demons. Uh, Chris Paul, out of control, reckless, playing hero ball. And dribble, dribble, dribble. Wow, I lost my handle on the ball. What a! I thought he was a savvy veteran. What happened? Well, the Bucks taking advantage of the generosity of the sloppy, overrated Chris Paul, and that turned into a run-in layup Chris Middleton on the other end, so instead of the Suns being down two, tying the game, they're now down four with under 30 seconds to go. Uh, Now, Jeff Van Gundy said that that late turnover, he said, was, quote, in air quotes, out of character. Now, what does that tell you about Van Gundy? It tells you that he's either suffering from amnesia and did not watch the Lob City era of the Clippers, or he's rewriting history. Because that out-of-control play by Chris Paul in Game 4 of the NBA Finals, that is the cornerstone type of moment of this player's career. He vanishes in key situations, and he leaves a path of broken hearts and broken dreams. He is known to those of us that have watched him in big games, as Dr. Doolittle. And when you need him most, he shows up as Dr. Doolittle, a walking, talking disaster. He had just eight points until the he took an open layup at the end of the game. The game was already decided by that point. So he ended up with 10, but really eight, and five of 13 shooting, which was really four of 12, uh, four rebounds, seven assists to go with five Five turnovers. The point God had five turnovers. Now, Phoenix, part B is Phoenix really showed what we've been saying. They confirmed what phonies they are in game four of the finals. Now, the officials meddled in an attempt to help them win this game. And even with official interference, official interference, they still blew it. If you saw the game, you know exactly the play I'm talking about. Devin Booker, who had been up and down in the postseason like a Ferris wheel, he was up in this game. I had a good offensive game. Uh, he played well. He was useless in game three. And that you know, game four does not take away from game three. You were useless in game three. You played okay in game four. Fine. The one issue in game four, he was in foul trouble, right? Foul trouble. So about three and a half minutes on the clock, and he ends up getting. A couple, he got a couple of free passes. The, the play in question was an obvious foul on Drew Holiday on a driving layup. The officials blinked, decided all three of them, the three stooges out there, decided to swallow the whistle. Even Booker assumed that he had fouled out because he fouled. He fouled Drew Holiday, and he already had five fouls. You only allowed six, so he went towards the bench thinking he had just fouled out of the NBA Finals game, a close game. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The NBA officials never cease to amaze. They used the Tim Donahue special, closing their eyes, basketball malpractice. This was egregious, utterly horrifying officiating. And, of course, after the game, they admitted, well, it should have been a foul. Yeah, Booker was allowed to continue in the game. And then had the chutzpah, Devin Booker, to further complain to the officials when they had given him, it's like a cat with nine lives. Devin Booker committed at least nine fouls that should have been called in the game and was allowed to stay in with only five. You talk about a competitive advantage. And regardless, let's call a spade a spade. The Suns choked. They led by as many as nine in the fourth quarter. In the final five minutes and 30 seconds, Phoenix shot thirty percent from the floor. Milwaukee outscored him by 11, 19 to eight, to claim victory. Uh, and you also have the, you know, DeAndre. You got to include DeAndre Ayton in this because he was rotten on offense, a non-factor with only six points. He did have a bunch of rebounds, but you also have to score, right? You have to score. And we've seen DeAndre Ayton. He's got plenty of moves around the basket. He reminds me of like a little bit better than DeAndre Jordan because he's pretty much only effective around the basket most of the time. The cheese has bottled him up. All right, last word here. So this win continues to add another confidence booster for the Bucs. They were on the ropes. Right, you know, the Suns, it was a close game. Nobody was up by a ton, but the Suns were were leading most of the night. The, the Bucks were trailing most of the night. And for Milwaukee to win this game, and they, they were terrible from outside. 7 of 29 for three-point raises. They did make a couple of big ones late, but 7 of 29 for 24%. Chris Middleton, I don't know what he did. He goes into the dressing room there, and he puts uh, he puts on the big boy pants, and he comes out there 24 points in the second half for the Bucs. 24 of his 40 points. Milwaukee wins with Giannis Adetokounmpo not dominating on offense. So I, I know the basketball media is shifting the – The goalpost here, because he didn't play particularly dominant, he had a mostly quiet 26 points. The big storm surge in the final five minutes and 30 seconds for the Bucs when, as we mentioned, they outscored the Suns by 11. Giannis only had two points in the final 530, uh, and he was third on the team in shot attempts. Now, his signature moment was a block on DeAndre Ayton. That was an oil painting. But if you had told me that the Bucs would be trailing and need to come back in the final almost half of the fourth quarter, Giannis would have two points, I'd say they're not winning the game. And they won the game. And they won the game because Chris Paul sucks uh, in big moments. And uh, Pat Connaughton uh, made a big basket. He stepped up. He had a couple of big plays late. And Drew Holiday, the the, the Bucs win this game, and Drew Holiday was so bad, he was cover your eyes bad. He was like, you want to cover your eyes bad. He was so terrible in this game uh, and missing a bunch of open shots. It's not like the Suns, again, were playing lockdown defense. They weren't. He took 20 shots, Drew Holiday, and only made four of them. Four of 20. And now, now the Bucks must find a way, though, to get Chris Middleton to play somewhat like that. You're not going to get a carbon copy performance. But you, you can't be a thief in the night the way Middleton had been in the games in Arizona, and that is a big concern. That's going to be an issue, but you're guaranteed of getting another game back at home. The Suns cannot clinch the NBA Finals in Game 5. Role players perform better at home than they do on the road. We've said that all along. That's that's a fact 99% of the time. Now, that said, the good news for the Bucs is not – obviously Chris Middleton is going to likely stink again on the road because that's kind of how this has gone, but Chris Paul is good for at least one more stinker at least one more snicker in the NBA Finals. So the Bucs have that to look forward to. And I'm telling you, this is how this guy is wired. In these big moments, this is what happens. I saw it firsthand. I saw it when he was wearing the, the hallowed Clipper uniform, the great iconic uniform there back in the Lob City days, and this is what he did. So I'm not surprised in the least that we saw it. I knew it was going to happen. I wish it had happened against the Clippers. Uh, it, you know, he had some, some mediocre performances in that series. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, he did not in the final game, uh, but so be it. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now I'll get some flavor for you. It's all about that flavor in the locker room. And we'll start out with Monty Williams, the coach of your Phoenix Suns, if you're a Suns apologist. But here's Monty Williams pointing out. That the mistakes were prevalent for his team. The turnovers just crushed us tonight. You know, they we shot 50 percent from the field, uh, but they got 19 more possessions. And um, you know, over the course of the game, when you just give it up that many times, uh, the turnovers and the offensive rebounding um, was a bit of a, a hill for us to climb. Uh, But you're right, when you have that kind of a lead in the fourth, if we can just hold on to the ball and get good possessions, I feel like you can at least hold it there. Yeah. Really, what he was doing was calling out Chris Paul by not naming Chris Paul, right? Because you know he's talking about Chris Paul. That was Chris Paul making bad decisions. And uh, life, and, and anything in life, whether it's your personal life, your business life, in this case, sports, life is just a series of decisions, right? And... You know, Every decision you make leads to then another decision. And when you make the wrong decisions, it screws up things for everybody else, like Chris Paul. We're about to hear a soundbite that could have come from any year he played in Lob City with the Clippers. Get used to this, Suns fans, because this is what Chris Paul sounds like after he <coughs> – in a playoff game. Bad decision-making. Timely down two, and I try to cross over right there, slip, turn it over. Has some bad passes in the first half. You know what I mean? They they got you know, a
1: significant amount um, more shots than us. And so, you know, for me, I got to take care of the ball. We, we got 17 turnovers. We shoot the ball too well not to have
3: those opportunities to score.
6: A lot of ambient background noise there. Uh, anyway, listen, here's the deal. Chris Paul, he's going to say, yeah, the media's going to say, well, he's going to go back, he'll fix it. Yeah, okay. And maybe he'll fix it for a game. Maybe play well in, in the next game, but it'll come back. It's like a boomerang. I've seen it. I'm telling you. This is what's going to happen. Chris Paul also pointing out there are no secrets left in the NBA Finals.
1: I mean, at this point,
6: both teams know each other. You know you know the sets. They can call out our plays. We can call out our plays. It's about execution. You know what I mean? So down the stretch, you know, we got to box out. I got to box out. Um, We got to execute. You know, we're a team that's closed out games like that all season long, so – this this a tough one, but we got to bounce back. That's why we fought all season to get home court. Yeah. Well, I, well, you, you really didn't really fight all season. The other teams didn't really want home court. Let's be honest about it, right? I mean, there's a lot that that's the NBA in a nutshell. Like the Suns actually tried to win, but the rest of the NBA didn't really. They, they, were, they were really not that interested. Like the Clippers intentionally lost games at the end of the year because they wanted to play the Utah Jazz in the second round. Uh, you know, the other teams had injuries. I mean, so uh, it's not exactly 100 percent accurate what he just said i just to point that out. We'll take your calls, 877-99 on Fox, 877. You know, I'm not going to pile on. It's not my you know, not my type to pile on. I just want to I call it like it is. You know, that's all. I, yeah, listen, Chris Paul played. Point God, point demon. He was the demon. Uh, a case of the Tennessee Trots. A case of the Tennessee Trots. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports
1: Radio and the iHeartRadio. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
0: Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully,
2: having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view.
3: We believe in the power of the people and the Maller militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller show listening experience by adding your touch. Take a few seconds to follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, and you could tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. <laughs> so my impression of a peacock. They live in my area, and now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's Ben Maller,
6: the Russian kid. Writes in, he says, uh, hey, a fair monologue. I expected more humiliation by ours truly, Ben Mallard, B+. And then he gives a shout-out to the crew. Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan, says if the Suns blow this, it would be a kick in the gut. Emmett, you're not a Suns fan. Why do you care? Says this is their year to win before the West is healthy next year. CP3 needed a better game, though. I'm going with the Suns in six. Keep in mind, Emmett. the officials helped out the Suns. The Suns were cheating. Devin Booker fouled out of the game, and the Suns still lost. They they essentially had, on this night, their best player was Devin Booker. He played very well, and he should have fouled out of the game with 3.30 left, and they still, still lost. And they had a chance to tie the game with 30 seconds left. Chris Paul, dribble, 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 turnover. Dribble, 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 turnover. It's insane. Uh, nature boy writes in, uh, he says, I think you held back on the Suns tonight, but of course you were noble enough to hope that CP3 would not end up with an injury. I salute you. No, I've already said that. People people took that the wrong way. I said I do not want nature boy Chris Paul to have an injury. I'm hoping he does not get hurt. I don't want to see Chris Paul twist an ankle. I don't want to see him sub his toe. I don't want to see a finger injury, a broken hand, uh, an elbow going haywire. I don't want to see any of that. I do not want to see Chris Paul injured. I'm going on the record again. I don't want to see that happen. Uh, Ed from Spokane says, Isn't it a point guard's job not to create turnovers? Uh, It depends who you ask. He says, Chris Paul's performance was the worst performance I've ever seen in a playoff game. It was terrible and pathetic. Well, I've seen worse than that. He was bad, but I've I've seen worse. I've absolutely seen worse. Uh, Ed also... Question here. I gotta find it here because Ed sent a bunch of stuff here. Let me see. Page down, a uh, page down. Oh, he wanted a uh, a Mount Rushmore of uh, choke artists. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. And uh, Chris Paul, I'm not doing the the Mount Rushmore of uh, choke artists. Uh, Muzz uh, Sean. I thought Sean quit the show. I thought uh, Muzz Sean quit the show. Anyway, he says Chris Paul didn't play well at all, but CP3 is the sole reason they've come this far. If you're right that Suns are phonies, that implying the CP3 is the problem is bereft of logic. Uh, no, the Suns are a fraud team. They're a fake team. They're a product of other people being injured. That's the only reason they're where they are. Everyone knows basketball. Everyone who knows basketball knows that is true. Suns fans get so upset when I say that because they know I'm speaking the truth and they don't like it. They're bothered by it because the other media doesn't point that out. They make excuses and rationalize everything. But we point it out here, and they don't like that. They get very upset and annoyed by it. Uh, Who else do we have? Page down, page down. Joe in San Antonio, retired caller Joe in San Antonio. Says the sons and seven, and I'll bet one hundred. Uh, that's that's your bet. Well, Joe, I would love to take a hundred dollars from you, Joe. It would be fun to take listeners' money, but management does not appreciate when I do that. I cannot do it, unfortunately. But if you want to send me a hundred dollars, I will take the hundred dollars gladly. But that's on your own accord. Uh, Jt uh, the hobo writes in. He says. They say that it was out of character. He's talking about Chris Paul here. It's like they forgot his Game 6 blunder to end the series against the Thunder by jumping into Russell Westbrook back in 2014. Well, that's what I'm saying, JT. Like Van Gundy's either got amnesia or he's rewriting history. But anyone who's followed Chris Paul's career and documented it, this is a classic Chris Paul moment. This is just another one to stack on top of all the other moments that are very similar. I was there. The Clippers had a double-digit lead against the Rockets, and this one James Harden was on the Rockets in the fourth quarter to go to the Western Conference Finals. And they blew it with Chris Paul on the court in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was a disaster. And and James Harden, I don't think he scored a point, or he scored like two points at the most. I don't even know he played in the fourth quarter of that game. It was backups. Another embarrassing moment for Chris Paul. Skeeter in Montana says, A-plus monologue, Mr. Maller. Good job by you. Boy, I'm so glad Skeeter's back. Skeeter vanished for a while. We get concerned when Skeeter vanishes for a while, but he came back. And he's back in the good graces of the Mallard Militia. Uh, Who else do we have here? Dan writes in, says a salute to Chris Middleton uh, down the stretch. And uh, he did play well, Chris Middleton, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Who else do we have here? Page down, page down. Just Josh, one of these Cincinnati bros. Says, not going to lie, I didn't spend one second watching this dumpster fire, craptastic finals, but good job by the Bucks uh, taking Elton John's advice. They did not let the Suns blank. All right, thank you, just Josh. I appreciate that. I don't know if I can read the end of that, but I, I know where you were going. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. And who do we have in the leadoff position? Let's go to the Valley of the Sun, a man who still has the – we have somebody that has a golden ticket. Who's got the golden ticket? Tammy. All right. It just says golden ticket. All right. Let's go to the golden ticket. Sorry, Lee and Phoenix. You got Trump by a golden ticket. Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy.
4: Hey Ben. Sorry about that. Yeah, I asked Justin for a golden ticket so I could get on. Whoa, 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 whoa,
6: whoa, whoa! You didn't. You just Justin just gave you a golden ticket.
4: He did, because this is an important call, and I'm at work, so... Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) I mean, this is like a
6: (laughs) violation of the tenets of the show, but go ahead. (laughs)
4: Um, Well, first off, I wanted to say the talent show was great, as always. Um, Actually, even better. Um, Also, um, we did get a GoFundMe going for Brian and Half Pint, if uh, you want to visit Roxanne's Twitter page. It is on there, and... um, I know I, I let you guys know that, too, so it's probably on the on the um, show uh, Twitter page, too. Um, also, um, I just wanted to say, you know, any donations are appreciated, you know, even a dollar. I don't want anybody to be shamed into what they donate, if they can donate, whether they donate or not, because I cannot believe that people are shaming people for donating. $10 and $20 to causes when they don't know people's financial backgrounds. And I just wanted to say I appreciate hey, uh, anything. Hey, I Tammy,
0: uh,
6: a lot, there's a lot of douches out there, Tammy. I mean, you know that, right? That's uh, And they all live on uh, online. I mean, that's what how that works. A lot, a lot of <laughs> troublesome people out there. So they like to uh, throw pain at other people. Just pointing that it's
4: out. very true. Very true. Yes, so yes. I just wanted to uh, put that out there again. Um, updates will follow. It's... Uh, there is quite quite a lot of stuff to learn and to go through with Brian's situation and stuff but together we can help and uh, again all right anything anything helps so thanks ben
6: all right uh, thank you and we will uh, we'll continue to monitor if you if you're late to the party if you've been away for a while half pint during the bennies this year the most decorated Couple in the history of the Bennies together, half pint and beer drinking Brian, and half pint's been in jail for a couple weeks. <laughs> perfect. There's half pint. My favorite half pint is a soundbite is the claw one. I think I got to laugh every time I. No
4: one is the claw.
6: Yeah, that's half pint right there, and she's run afoul of the law. She had a probation violation. There was a, a domestic dispute with uh, beer drinking Brian. So there's a, there's a lot going on and there was a court date on Monday. There was a continuance, and we uh, I, we are monitoring it. I, I got one of the, the lawyers in the Maller Militia who has been very kind with his time, Michael, in New Jersey. He's not in Missouri, but he's able to check some of the court records for us and get some information, and so we'll uh, we'll see where that leads. But Half Pint's next court date is, I think, uh, sometime in late January. I think it's like, 11 days, uh, 10 days, 11 days, something like that from now. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, that situation. So the story here, awkward transition, but the Tennessee Trots, which is another way of saying dysentery, uh, that would involve Giannis Dentacumbo. So people noticing that Giannis had the last two games of the finals, early in the first quarter, Giannis had been out there, and then he's, he's left. And so, what is that all about? Why? Why is he leaving? Uh, and he has revealed, honest Adentakumbo, that he he said, uh, "How do you guys say politely?" He said, "I went to take a tinkle." That was the quote. I went to take a tinkle and came back. It's tinkle, right? Is that was the, the phrasing there? Yeah. Uh, are we sure it's just a a tinkle? Was it an? Could it have been a number two? Remember Lamar Jackson? My, one of my favorite highlights of the NFL season last year, Lamar Jackson doing the walk of shame as he was frantically jogging to the bathroom with the I got a poop look on his face there and the uh, jog of shame to the Ravens locker room during a game last season. Uh, the cameras, bad job. No, that was that was a great moment. Bad job by the uh, the camera crew that were at ABC for not capturing.
5: This was the second game in a row you went out early in the first quarter. I'm just curious what was going on there.
4: What how you guys say it politely? I want to take a a tinkle. A tinkle. <laughs> that's, it. that's, that's polite, right? Yeah. Tinkle is polite. Yeah. Both games. I want to take a tinkle. They went back.
6: I <laughs> believe yeah. uh, we have a new drop for the show. I think we will add that to our drop collection. A good job by Giannis there. And now, if Doc Mike was on the yard, guy from Chicago, Doc would say that Giannis was going back there to power up. That's why he had to go take a tinkle. Uh, he had to, he had to get a, a power drink uh, going. Anyway, I've
5: been drinking my urine for
6: twenty years. Calm down, Doc. Calm down. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
5: weekdays at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? quarterbacks, coaches. Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecom, on the iHeartRadio app,
3: Now, I know that uh, there's a uh, Malheur monologue coming up about Richard Sherman. That should be fun. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I don't
7: know if it will be fun. I don't think that
3: well, fun I think, is the right word. I think, uh, I think it is. Gets- Kind of, kind of fun for us I anyway. do, I, I do you know. enjoy criminal
6: cases, Eddie. Yeah, it's one yeah. of my guilty
3: pleasures. I, I do
6: like breaking them down per,
3: pretending and, uh, I'm a lawyer. That one appears to be quite a doozy. There are lots of things involved in that, so we'll see. There's a lot that. of moving parts. Yeah, There's there a is. lot of moving parts, That Eddie. is true. Uh, it was not a good day in the Sherman household. No, uh, but there was another NFL player that was revealed uh, was involved in a domestic violence issue as well. Uh, Dwayne Haskins now of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, but he was on the receiving end of, uh of the battery and domestic violence uh his wife apparently uh took it to him uh on July 3rd in Las Vegas didn't he just get married recently I I don't know he, uh, maybe I he think did I, uh, yeah, I
6: thought he did and Haskins wow.
3: suffered an, a split upper lip he got a tooth knocked out uh and oh, other injuries a, in his, his mouth that, that will his require wife... dental work to repair uh his wife what do you think he did Eddie I, I, I'm not going to speculate on what he did, but... Well, I mean, uh, she, he must Whatever he did, I mean, she
6: unless she's just an angry person, like, something led her to do that, right?
3: I would assume she didn't just do Some, it uh, out of the blue. I guess I she had her most, reason. I don't know if it was I don't a good reason, he, but yeah.
6: No, probably not a good reason, but there must have been something she either thought happened that maybe didn't happen or maybe did happen, and I thought what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, apparently not when it's, uh, when it's, you know... And this was the at law. the... This the
3: Cosmopolitan. Co- have yeah. you ever been to the Cosmopolitan?
6: I have. My wife loves, I've not stayed there, but my wife loves the Cosmopolitan. Uh-huh. It's got a very, uh, it's got, it seems like more of a, a female crowd at the Cosmopolitan. I see.
3: Yeah, uh, I'll attempt to easy. say his wife's name Cal- okay. Calabrea Gondrazak Haskins, charged with uh, felony, battery, uh, and domestic violence. Who? Wow. K A L A B R Y A.
6: Never heard of him. I know. Do we know which tooth was knocked out? Was it a front tooth? Probably most of those are the front tooth. Yeah, you you would think. You would think. Mm. So he's going to have to have cosmetic surgery like the hockey Dental surgery,
3: yeah. He will have to have dental surgery, it says.
6: Like some guy on the Edmonton Oilers or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this, like the engagement, I remember reading about it in one of the tabloids. Yeah, it says uh, (laughs) this is July...
3: July third
6: is when this oh, allegedly happened. Okay, all right.
3: Uh, uh, and Haskins apparently he says he does not remember getting punched in the mouth.
6: You think he was? He I was, don't know. Enjoying was, Vegas as well. Yeah, or? I don't.
3: I don't know if that meant he was hit so hard that uh, he got knocked out, or I, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is not. This no, not funny. This it's is not. Serious. Uh, Eddie, come on, Eddie. Issue You'll get so, those nasty, uh, angry
6: people on uh, social media to it. Yeah. To so, attack you.
3: Good luck to the the Haskins. There, hope they those kids can work that thing out. There,
6: there. was a story. Let's see here. This is on Steelers Depot. It says, oh, "Well, uh, if you're yeah. going
3: to trust anyone, trust Steelers." Well, Depot.
6: That's a Steeler uh, website yeah. right there. Home Depot. It, it says Dwayne Haskins. The uh, you know get he gets engaged this off season. He just got engaged in the off season. Man, mm. you talking about I'm starting sure. with the quarterback, yeah. Eddie.
3: I'm not sure that's going to work out. Just you know, it's just saying it's
6: a, that's a tough start. Usually, you a, know, the
3: honeymoon period means yeah. like the best time. Yeah, I yeah.
6: remember when I got married, my wife you know, just give me a yeah. haymaker <laughs> the first the first night. Yeah, yeah right out, of, get out of the way, right there. Wow. All right. Well, I hope they figure that out, but that's uh, that's uh, that's not the Boy, they, they just...
3: Oh my neck, my back, my neck and my back. <laughs>
1: that's...
6: That's crazy. Yeah, there's a photo on Dwayne Haskins' social media of uh, him kissing the the young lady there. And yeah, then she and, kissed uh, him. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. All right. This was they just posted a photo 3 days ago. So, this uh okay, I, I something's not adding up on that. the the math on this is not adding up Eddie. I, My my maller math is not that. Not great, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately, a domestic dispute there. Uh let's let's check in with Lee in the Valley of the Sun, because I was gonna get to him and we had the golden ticket. Hello, Lee Hey, Ben, what's going on? Lee, if I was any better, I'd be a son, but not Chris Paul, because I just <laughs> coughed up a fur ball in the fourth <laughs> quarter.
4: <laughs> yeah, he really sucks, man. Uh Right. I don't know why you didn't keep it. It'll be It's great with them. I'm not going to say nothing about them no more because uh, the best story is in the losing, losing locker room. And today the losers are the sons. Yes. I'm very disappointed.
6: Yeah. Now, do you still have the tags on your son's paraphernalia there, Lee? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I am <laughs> i don't know. I think um, if the sons lose this uh, this series, I, I was happy because the curse of the Bambino was working uh, in our favor, but uh, if, if they lose, then I guess the curse of the Bambino is dead.
6: Well, no, this is the curse of Chris Paul versus the curse of the Bambino. And the curse of the Bambino doesn't exist. The Dodgers won the World Series. Everyone said the Rays were going to win because of the curse of the Bambino. And the Dodgers, you guys got to grin and bear it. The curse is over. The curse is over. When I, when I support a team, they do better Lately, that's true. That is absolutely true. They used to be dead weight, but not anymore. Not anymore.
4: Yeah, I, I just want to say that I, I, I call when my team lose. I'm not going to be uh, like somebody well, key, else. Uh, well, Ali, you're
6: not. Well, that's true. You're not like that, that phony Chris in Houston who only calls when things go. Yep.
4: Yeah, when things yep. go well
6: for his team. And didn't I, call, didn't one call one. up when the Rockets lost in the playoffs. Didn't call up after the World Series. Remember, that was the big one when they lost to the Nationals, the cheating Astros. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, all right, uh, Thank you, buddy. Hey, Why? Roberto. Bye. Bye-bye, Lee. Okay. Arriba, oh, been... arriba, Bye. Arriba la raza. Lee used to work at a, duro, mart. Lee used to work at a quickie <laughs> mart in Phoenix, and he worked a night shift, and he used to call us up, and he'd be like chasing guys that were shoplifting out of his store. It was wonderful. Now, I was not planning on doing the pick-em. We could do the British Open pick-em. Yeah, I still call it the British Open. We could do that, or Wait, we could thanks. save that for... We usually do that after the first round is all done skis and all that. We wait until the Friday show. So I think we'll just do no them. But here is the Who Am I game. We'll go back to the All-Star event this week. And I was the last Phillies player to homer in an All-Star game before catcher JT Riamuto did it for the Phils in the National League All-Stars loss. Again, I was the last Phillies player before this year to homer in an All-Star game Prior to JT Riamuto, who did it for the NL All Stars in the loss. Who am I? The answer. Next. FL Tuve. FL Tuve. Even pigs
5: hate him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Nothing good happens after midnight unless you listen to the Ben Maller Show. Join the fastest growing club on Fox Sports Radio. You can follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. And you can add your touch to weekly show bits like Ask Ben coming up later on tonight in hour number three, lame jokes tomorrow, and more. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And we will have the final round of voting. In fact, I will
6: send that out right now in real time if you're listening live to the show. Over on Twitter, at Ben Maller. The final round available to you. The final two in our talent show. We had the Elite Eight and a... Runaway win in one bracket for just Josh and Jay Scoop. They were in first place. They beat out Raz Quit the Band, the Pig Squealer, and the Aussie guy. And in the second bracket, a big comeback. Ohio Al had been leading, but it, it's the Boston Burper. Very competitive bracket there. The Boston Burper with a win. So the final round, and Christy did well with Yankee Doodle and uh, Violin. Here, I think Harry should have done better, too, with the Blues. Bad job by the voters. But Boston Burper versus J-Scoop and Just Josh, and you can vote on that live or on the podcast, and good luck. And we will have the winner of the People's Vote. We already give out our votes, but the winner of the People's Vote right around the corner. Right around the corner. Time now, though, for... The Who Am I game. And here it is. I was the last Phillies player to homer in an All-Star game prior to JT Riamuto, who did it this week for the NL All-Stars, in a loss. In a loss. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? And let's see here. Page down, page down. Can't read that one on the air. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from Rob. In Vegas, that is his answer. Who else do we have here? Double-O Mexicans going with Doc Mike's favorite player, Moises Alou. Uh, The uh, answer there, I like that rated rookie card uh, for Moises Alou. Steve Jeltz from Chris in Des Moines. Good Philly knowledge on that one. Uh, Greg Luzinski from the Nature Boy. Late-night drug tester going with the Poet Laureate Lenny Dykstra. As his answer, Oscar says it's the Philly fanatic. Midnight Walker going with that great former Philly, the scooter, Phil Rizzuto. Who goofed? I've got to know Richie Ashburn from Sean in the Valley of the Sun. Joe is going with Mike Piazza. Again, great Philly Philly logic. Butch Hobson from Miguel on Fire. Uh, Skip DeZip got this right. Bad job by him. Ryan Howard was guessed by James the Machinist. Let's see, Scooby-Doo from Christina in Spokane, the lady friend of Ed from Spokane. Do you have an answer, please, Eddie? I need an answer.
3: I do. It's former Philadelphia Phillies infielder Manny
6: Trio. Manny Trio for the win in the powder blues. And the No, that's incorrect. The last Philly player to homer in an all-star game. I did a double take on this because there's no way. The Phillies had some good players over the years. The last player to homer was Michael Jack Schmidt in 1981. You think about Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins and all the other players since Mike Schmidt played Chase Hall Sutley. of Fame. Chase Utley. another one. Hell, even, well, was Von Hayes ever an all-star? The skinny-looking guy? Probably. Back the- he probably was. I don't know, though. He wasn't no. very good. I don't think he was. Uh, who else played for the Phillies? Some other random Phillies over there. They've been a bunch of play. They've had players hit big at big seasons, hit a bunch of home runs, but the last all star home run before this week was Mike Schmidt of the Fighting Phils. who had one of the if you if you're young and you know who Mike Schmidt is, I, I recommend looking up his news conference. He he randomly retired in San Diego and cried and cried Oh Mike, it was so awkward.
3: It was really awkward. Von Hayes All Star nineteen eighty nine.
1: Boom. All uh, right, oh, you don't
3: have to say that on air, Eddie. I-
1: if you dare.